If you are under construction and committed to living life like it matters, you have found a home. Check us out on Facebook where we post new shows every day. Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. For information on my transformational leadership training where I teach you how to live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net. And if you have a spiritual appetite, check out my daily devotional with some wisdom from above at wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. The time is now to live life like it matters. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. Gobble, gobble. I'm the black turkey, right? It's Thanksgiving Day. So hopefully you're celebrating with your family. Uh, I'm not working, so I recorded this show yesterday. Uh, And even though I'm not working, I pray to God that you are still listening. Because what we listen to dictates so much in our lives. It's the stories, the narrative, it's the frame, it's the 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day that we have with ourselves. That dictates so much about how we show up, how we treat people, what comes out of us. And let's be honest, it's the holidays. And let's be honest, we spend a lot of time around people that we love, but have a lot of issues with. Boom. And how many of you out there are really ungrateful, unthankful that you have to, not get to, but you, I got, I'm doing the air quotes that you have to, right? You have to go to this place. You have to be there by three. You have to. You know, a lot of people running around with burden on their shoulders. I have to go to work. I have to take care of my kids. Really? Really? You have to? Well, you get to. You have to go to work? And how many people would love to have a good job like you have, but don't? Some of you have benefits. Some of you have a 401k. Some of you get time and a half. Some of you get double time. Some of you get paid time off. I got to be honest with you, as a, as a business owner, sole proprietor, I've never been paid a day I hadn't worked. I don't have a 501, I mean, I have a 501c3. I don't have a 401k. Uh, I don't have any of that. You have to go to work. It's a reframe, or you get to go to work. I mean, you have to take care of your children. Children are a blessing. They're a burden, too. Yeah, absolutely. Children are the one thing that really teaches people how to have guilt. <laughs> right? Parents, you know what I'm talking about. So you, you, you have to take care of your kids. You have to provide for your kids. You have to teach your kids. You have to grow. Really? Do you see the burden on your shoulders? Do you see your back slunched over, your eyes down on the ground, your atlas, and the world's on your shoulders? You have to or you get to. Do you realize how many people would love to have children that can't? Do you realize how many people did have kids that never should have? You have to take care of those kids? <laughs> or you get to take care of those kids. See, it sounds like I'm saying the same thing, but they're totally different. And you can tell a lot about a person by what comes out of them. You can tell what type of uh, orchard you're in by what fruit on the ground you step in. You know, it's a byproduct. So you can tell a lot. 
You know, no one can read somebody else's minds. A lot of people think I can. I don't. But what I do, I was going to say what I do do. <laughs> and then you don't laugh. And we laughed. But what I do uh, is I take a look at the fruit. See, although I cannot read your mind, our, our, our experiences in the internal, our internal map of reality, that's where you hear me talk about map of reality. No one responds to reality, we respond to our map of reality. We respond to what we believe to be true. And no one really knows what that is. It's like a fingerprint. It's like your DNA. It's unique unto you. But what we can do is we can look at the fruit because you follow the fruit to the root. And so what happens is you take a look at what's coming out of that person. Now, there's a lot you can see, hear, and feel if you're in the now moment. If you're not wrapped up in your own petty little world, if you're not wrapped up in your pound of flesh or your record of wrong, if it's not all about me, if you're not too busy to be where you're at because you're going to somewhere you'll never get to, then what you'll notice is that people put off information. They gesture certain things. They ha certain things make them emotive. Sometimes they can look in the eyes when they're talking about something. Sometimes they can't. They tell you what's going on in their internal experience through their external output, through things that people can notice. Their physiology, their emotion, their gestures, their temperament, the predicates, the words that they use. This is all data. And if you pay attention to this data, then you get to understand another person's experience more. See, if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? And that's what this is all about. Because when you live your life like it matters, it's about significance. When you live your life like it matters, it's about other people. When you live your life like it matters, you live in the now moment. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is the present so let's treat it like the gift that it is. Today is Thanksgiving. And I'm an etymologist by trade. Thanksgiving. Giving thanks. Now, when this country was founded, or even before, I should say before this country was founded, I don't care what your, your woke history books tell you, but in the, the olden days, people prayed to God, the God of the Bible. And uh, the Native Americans are some of the most spiritual people they are. They used to pray to the great white spirit. George Washington was protected by the great white spirit. The Native Americans knew that, that they couldn't touch General Washington. They had sent out people to attack him. Sharpshooters, they focused on taking General Washington out. It's written about. Read your books. It's written about. He was, they, they're spiritual people. They never killed anything. That was the great white spirit's creation. It was a gift from him. And so they used every part of an animal. The hoofs, the fur, the teeth, uh, the eye. I mean, everything was used. Because it was from the great white spirit as part of that. That power. And so you got to realize, when you live your life like it matters, it's a gift. And when you get a gift, you're thankful. And so in the old days, when we used to know that we're smart to follow after the God of the Bible, the God of the universe, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Jehovah, right? Eli, El Elyon, right? God, the great white spirit. I'm sorry. Oh, boy, that just offended about two-thirds of Minneapolis. I'm so sorry. I'm just quoting. It's silly. 
So you gotta know what's going on around you. A good warrior knows their battlefield. A good general knows what's going on. A good leader knows their environment. A impactful leader manages that environment, manipulates that environment, maneuvers through that environment to make the greatest impact. That's why I do what I do. See, the good Lord made us. Our manufacturer made us. They put the eyes in the front of our face. You know why? Because we move in the direction of our focus and we focus in the direction of our movement. And we are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. And I've heard the number as high as 10, 11% uh, for a self-actualized person. Someone who, like me, wants to be the best version of themselves. So even someone living fully in the now moment as much as humanly possible, still a experience, still 90% of it, this experience is unconscious. And so you gotta, if you're making any lasting change, you gotta follow the rules. You gotta, you gotta know how the unconscious mind, that realm, how it works. What are the rules? Because you gotta play by the rules, player. And so we have something in our unconscious mind called the reticular activating system. It is the brain's focal center. And it does not pick up negative programming. It only affirms. And it has a dual function. It's kind of like your remote control. And see, if you point your remote control, that little hand stick, and you point it at that thing called a tuner, whatever you're focused on, that's what you're going to see. See, if your tuner is set to ESPN, why would you get angry that you're not watching SpongeBob? See, if your tuner was focused on Telemundo, why would you get upset that the world didn't put Fox News on there for you? See, your reticular activating system, whatever you set it to, that's what you see. You didn't make it appear by setting to it. It was always there, but because we filter, we miss a lot. And that's why I'm on the radio. That's why I'm at likeitmatters.net. So I can teach you how to become aware of being unaware. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to be aware that it's Thanksgiving Day. But let me suggest that it's Thanksgiving Mindset. I'm Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living live like it matters. You know, we got one life to live. Uh, and if we're going to live it with a, like, it, like it matters, then we got to be thankful. And today is Thanksgiving Day. 
Uh, and you know what? I can guarantee you the most thankful Christmas season you've ever had. I can guarantee you um, a most thankful relationship with your spouse or significant other. I can guarantee you the most thankful time with your kids or your parents if you got them. If you just go to Leadership Awakening at likeitmatters.net. See, we have our last class of the year. It's in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, it is December 8th through 10th. Uh, two and a half days, 48 hours technically, that will change your life, that will change your mindset, that will unclog your arteries of your heart, that will get that thing thumping, that you will have a Grinch experience, that little heart's going to get so much bigger, you're going to have an inflated heart, you're going to have a clean mind, you're going to ready to live your life like it matters, you're going to enjoy those relationships, you're going to enjoy those meals, those meals, that food is going to be more delicious, it's going to be more intoxicating, that time with those family members, instead of regretting it, instead of resenting it, instead of resisting it, you're going to be in the now moment and enjoying it, instead of dealing with the trauma and the drama of the last 25 holiday years, you're going to be fully present in the now, grateful, that you have a family, grateful that you have a shelter, grateful that you're eating well, grateful. Got my point? Are there a lot of things wrong in this world? Oh my gosh. Come Lord Jesus. Maranatha. I'm ready to go. My bags are packed. The only thing on my bucket list is rapture. That's it. I'm good. Got my ticket. Bags packed. Just got to shut it and click it. But I'm ready, holding my ticket in my hand, just like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and Charlie. I'm ready to go. But until then, here I am, Lord, use me. But until that I am, if I see a need, I'm going to meet a need. And until that moment takes place, uh, man, if you cross my path and you need some help, well, I'm here. I'm going to help. And today, as you enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Let's be honest. I'll put a little, you might be a redneck, you know. If you really think that Thanksgiving is a once a day event, if you really think that it's okay to on the fourth Thursday of each November to eat a lot of turkey, watch a lot of football, and avoid a lot of relationships, you got my point? Yeah. Etymologically, Thanksgiving, to give thanks. Back in the old days, when we followed the God of the Bible, we would give thanks for a plentiful harvest. When we came over to the new land, yeah, I know we stole it. Yeah, I know we did a lot of bad stuff. Welcome to the human condition. Welcome to the human race. Next, give me one group of people that's never slaughtered another group of people, uh, and I'll give you back the Garden of Eden. That's my point. So we got to realize you know, how we work, how we're made. What's going on? I don't want to get too deep to this. Thanksgiving. I want you to enjoy yourself. But I want you to consider that there's a lot of change that needs to take place in this world because there is a lot of bad stuff going on. Can I suggest, though, that one of the biggest problems, why it's getting worse and not better, is because so many people are focused on out there. So many people are focused on out there. Maybe you didn't hear me, listeners. So many people are focused on change out there. But the problem is, the only change we can control is the change in here. And then that change in here can affect change out there. 
It was a noble man. He was a Chinese general. And he had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his world, he, he came to the realization that at first, he had to start with his own country since he had authority there. He was ruler. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his country, he realized that first he had to start with his community since he and his family had a bigger impact on those that saw them and around them regularly. So as he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his community, he realized he had to start with his family since they were the pillars of said community. They were the model. They were the example. They were the lead. And as he sat down one night to consider how he could change his family with tears in his eyes, he came to the dawning realization that the only person he could truly change was himself. And he can't change other people. He can mandate, he can dictate, he can demean, and he can discipline, he can imprison, he can torture. But change is an inside process. It starts from the inside out, real change. And so, as he looked in the mirror, with tears flowing down his face, he realized he must start with the man in the mirror. That the only person he could truly change was himself. And once he got over the grief of that realization, he came to this state of mind that he's going to He's going to do something about it. And so as he picked himself up, dusted himself off, and looked in the mirror, he made a commitment that he was going to be the way, that he was going to be the role model, that he was going to be the example. And he would work on the one person he had absolute control over, and that was himself. And as he changed himself, man, his family watched. His family was inspired. His wife loved him more. His, his kids admired him. And it started having an effect on them. They started seeing dad changing and honey changing, and boo changing. And they couldn't resist. They wanted some of that change too. And so now they're acting different. They're thinking different. They're interacting different. And after a little while, their community notices. And I want to be like him. And I want to be like her. And I want to be like them. And that's the type of family I want. That's the way I want to treat people. That's the way I want other people to treat me. That's the way I want to interact. And then all of a sudden, you can see this change in the community. The crime rate went down. The relationship quotient went up. People were smiling more. Less complaining, less bickering, less gri griping. And people started noticing. They started doing TikToks about it and Facebook posts and YouTube videos. 
And all of a sudden, state-run media said, hey, this is a good story. We can distract pretty good with this. This is some truth, finally. And so then everybody around starts seeing what's going on in this, this community. And they start changing the entire country, the entire nation. And as more TikToks and more Facebook posts and more YouTube videos show the world what's happening in this, this nation, this country, then people say, man, I, I want to be like that. That, that's the kind of country I want. Those are the type of relations I want. It changes the world. See, ladies and gentlemen, to my American audience, we have a burden, we have a responsibility. The Bible says to he or she who much is given, much more is required. America's been blessed. God's smiled upon America. America's existence and Israel's existence is very similar. Both were nations founded upon a relationship with God. And both have went astray. Both have become Judah. Both have been given over to their own lusts. But God still loves us. He never disciplined somebody else's kid, right? You put your hands on my kid and you had a problem. I'll discipline my kid. God says, don't be, don't be bothered. When you're disciplined by me, a father disciplines his children. Be bothered when I don't discipline you, because that means you're not mine. And for about 200 years, maybe a little longer, give or take, a majority of the world has wanted to be like America. People cross illegally. People come in here because they want the American dream. My brothers, Novaldo in, in, in um, uh, Portugal. Right? I mean, my Mexican brethren. People come here, work hard, live on the floors from Thailand and China. Russians. They want to live the American dream. Somehow about 20 years ago, America has changed. And now America wants to be like the rest of the world. Where for so long the rest of the world wanted to be like America, now we want to be like the rest of the world. And now let's go from globally back to personally. Leader, listener, I want to ask you a question. Are you living your life in such a way that other people want to be like you? Or are you living your life like everybody else? And wondering what's going on around here? See, we live in one of the greatest countries on the face of this earth. We have an opportunity every day to reach out to the God of the universe. Even if you're poor, to be poor in a rich country is far greater than being poor in a poor country. It's time to be grateful. It's time to be thankful. It's not a day. It's a mindset. It's not a holiday. It's an everyday. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. 
Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. And now, story time with Mr. Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Gobble, gobble. Because today, we celebrate in America Thanksgiving. The day set aside to pray to God. The day set aside to be thankful for the crops, the plentiful harvest. The day set aside for living in a free country. The day set aside for focusing on God. It is like a a national Sabbath, if you will. A time to chill, relax, eat, stuff ourselves, gluttonize, uh, and then be thankful to God. And so today, I thought I'd give you a special treat. So time for story time with Mr. Black. My mom only had one eye. I hated her. She was such an embarrassment. You see, my mom ran a small shop at a flea market. She collected little weeds and such to sell anything for the money we needed. I mean, she was an embarrassment. I never wanted my friends to see her or know anything about her. I remember there was one day during elementary school. And it was a day I remember so clearly like it was yesterday. It was field day, and my mom came. I was so embarrassed. How could she do this to me? I threw her a hateful look and ran out the door. And the next day at school, you know what I heard from everybody? People picking on me, people mocking me. You know I kept hearing? Your mom only has one eye. Your mom only has one eye. Dude, what happened to your mom? Dude, your mom's a one eye. She's a cyclops. Kids taunted me. And I told my mom not to come to school. It's like she didn't care. She's so selfish. I wish that my mom would just disappear from this world. So I said to my mom, Mom, why don't you have the other eye? You're only going to make me a laughing stock. Why don't you just die? My mom did not respond. I guess I, I felt a little bad, but at the same time, It felt good to think that I had said what I'd wanted to say all this time. Maybe it was because my mom hadn't punished me. I don't know. But I didn't think that I had hurt her feelings that bad. She didn't seem to respond. She would do like an empty smile and and look at me and then just walk away. That night, that night, I, I woke up. And I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water. My mom was sitting there crying. But very quietly, I would have never known. I mean, all of a sudden she's there and I see her crying very quietly as if she was afraid that that she might wake someone. I took a look at her and then I, I turned away because the thing I had said to her earlier, is that why she's crying? There was something pinching at me in the corner of my heart, but I hated my mom. And even though she was out there crying her one eye out, I had such bitterness toward her. So I told myself that I would grow up and become successful. And I would show her and the rest of this world I, uh, my hatred. I was going to let my hatred for my one-eyed mom uh, and our desperate poverty, I was going to let that drive me to something good. Then I studied real hard. I wanted to make a name for myself. I wanted to be somebody. So I finally left my mother and went to Seoul, Korea, and I studied. And I got accepted uh, in the Seoul University with all the confidence now I had. 
And then that went well. I got my degree and I got married. It was incredible. I bought a beautiful home. Finally, I'm living the life I want. And man, God bless me. I had some kids. And now I'm, I'm, I'm happily, I'm a successful man. I'm, I'm living life large. I like it here because it's a place that doesn't remind me of my mom. My past is so far behind me. I'm no longer that white trash. I'm no longer that, that one-eyed woman's child. The happiness was just growing and getting bigger and bigger uh, when someone unexpected came to see me. What? What? Who's this? Mom? It was my mother? I was overcome with so many feelings and most of them weren't good. And I'm reminded and I looked at her still with her one eye. And I just felt overwhelmed with feelings. It felt as if the whole sky was falling apart right on me. I ran away, scared of my one-eyed mom. And I asked her, who are you? I don't know you. As if I tried to make the, uh, that real. I screamed at her, how dare you come to my house? You scared my daughter. She ran away. She looked at you as a monster. Get out of here now. And to this, my mother quietly answered, Oh, son, I I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I may have gotten the wrong address. And she disappeared. Thank goodness she's gone. She didn't even recognize me. I was quite relieved. I told myself that I wasn't going to care. It doesn't matter. Finally, I'm on my own. and finally who I was meant to be. And now that old past is gone. And I don't need to think about this for the rest of my life. A relief came upon me, a huge wave. I felt like I'd finally separated myself from my past. One day, a letter regarding a school reunion came to my house. I lied to my wife saying that I, I was going on a business trip. And I went to the reunion. I wanted to show everybody who I'd become. And anytime someone brought up that one-eyed woman, I just flashed and showed her who I am today. It's not who I was. After the reunion, I wanted to go down and revisit the old place I grew up. So I went down to that old shack. <laughs> shook my head wow I used to call this home it was a house just out of curiosity walking around looking at stuff and guess what I found I found my mother falling on the cold ground she was dead and I didn't shed a single tear In her hand was a wadded up piece of paper. I pulled it out and it surprised me. It was a letter to me. She wrote, my son, I think my life has been long enough now and I won't visit Seoul anymore. 
But would it be too much to ask if I wanted you to come visit me once in a while? I miss you so much. You're my only family. I did everything I could for you when I was younger. When you were younger, I'm so sorry. I was so proud. So proud when I would hear about what you've done. And I was so glad when I heard you were coming for the reunion. But I decided not to go to school. I didn't want to ruin it for you. I knew how embarrassing I was to you. So I wanted to give you your time. So I didn't go to the school. I did that for you. Please know I wanted to be there. And please know I'm so sorry that I only have one eye. I'm so sorry I couldn't provide for you more. So sorry that I was an embarrassment. You see, when you were very little, you got into an accident and you lost your eye. As a mother, I couldn't stand watching and having you grow up with only one eye. So I, I gave my eye to you. I donated it. <laughs> I was so proud of you, my son. Seeing a whole new world for you in my place. Well, that eye, it made me proud that you were going to take my eye and do something great with it. I was never upset at you for anything you did. A couple of times that you were angry with me, I get it. I thought to myself, it's because he loves me. I miss the times when you were still young around me and you loved me. I miss you so much. I love you. You mean the world to me. My world shattered. I hated the person who only lived for me. I couldn't believe the words I was reading as I wept. I cried for my mother. I didn't know any of that. She never said any of that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, sorry I get emotional, because I've walked enough with people to know many people have lived that experience. I had a tough childhood. There's a lot of people that are struggling out there. There are a lot of people. I have an orphanage in Uganda. You think it's bad being poor in a wealthy country like America? I know that pain. How much worse off is to be poor in a poor country? You might not have everything you want, but you have what a lot of people want. You may not have everything you need, but you have more than you need. It might not be the best. However, I can guarantee you, it's way better than many. And it's the dreams of some. Thanksgiving is not a day. It's not a holiday. It's not a meal. It's a mindset. It's a mental state. It's medically helping and healing. It's much needed today. Be thankful. Not because it's the fourth, fourth Thursday of November. But be thankful. Because God has blessed you. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process 
initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Thanksgiving version. And yeah, it's Thursday, Thanksgiving Day in America. But you know what? Every day should be Thanksgiving. It's a mindset. Remember, life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys, has highs and lows. And we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. So we're always talking to ourselves. You call those thoughts thinking, uh, the self-talk. That's what thinking is. And so as you go through the ups and downs of life, the you're traveling upwards to the mountain of God, you're traveling down in the valley, and then you're coming out of the valley, it's the narrative. We're always talking to ourselves, and we got other people talking to us, and we're listening to music, and we're listening to news, and we're listening to radio, and it's all programming. You're a sponge, and when you squeeze a sponge, the only thing that comes out of it is what's in it. And so you got to be careful of the narrative. You got to be careful of what you continue to allow in your mind. We we process about 34 or 3.4. I don't remember the exact figure. 34 or 3.4. I think you get the point. Gigabytes of information every day. Every day. 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Every day. And it, what it does, it creates soil. How we talk to ourselves. How we explain it to ourselves. And so you got to understand that. And so between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And so God made us a certain way. He is our manufacturer. If you buy a new car, you look in the owner's manual. If you buy a new electronic equipment, you look in the owner's manual. When was the last time you looked at the owner's manual? Well, the owner's manual is the Bible. It's the Word of God. It's his story. Don't you get it? It's history. And that's what it is. And not everything that you need to know, but the basics. That's the Bible. Basic instruction for believers living on earth. The Bible, right? Or basic instruction before leaving earth. Either one, right? It's the Bible. But not everything's in there. You don't know about the death of Isaiah in there. You don't know, you know, in the Bible, there's one sentence that covers a cataclysmic event. And you got to listen to books like the, the, the uh, book of uh, Jubilee, uh, the book of Jasher, uh, first and second Enoch, probably well, actually only first Enoch. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that extra biblical, the writings of uh, historical like Josephus, uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff out there. And so not everything's in there. But enough to live life, the basics that you can live life, live a good life, live a noble life, live an honorable life, live a holy life. All, all that's in that word of God. But I like to teach some of the basics on how we work. And, you know, we are made with a cause for a cause. Everything that we are made with has a purpose. As purpose is created for, a purpose is given to you, a purpose for what you're going through. That's what Romans 8.28 means. God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him or are called according for, to his purpose. 
And again, if you look at, uh, what is it, Jeremiah and uh, Ephesians 2, it's right there. For I, know I pl- for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. For you are God's masterpiece, prepared in advance for good works for you to walk through. See, you are created for a purpose. Isaiah 6, you know, Isaiah's in the throne room of God. His, uh, I think it's his uncle or, 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 yeah, I think it was his uncle. King Uzziah had died or was getting ready to die. And he says he was hauled up in the throne room. He was having a vision. And in the throne room, he sees the throne room of God and he sees angelic beings with six wings. And he goes on to explain what are those wings for? Well, two uh, are to cover the angel's eyes because they're in the presence of God. Shekinah glory. It's too bright. It's like standing next to the sun and looking at it. You would fry yourself. So even angelic beings need to cover their eyes if you're in the presence of the Spirit of God, the Holy uh, God himself. And then two were to cover their feet because feet shows a creaturehood. You were a created being. Even the angels were created. We don't know when. That wasn't put in the Bible. We don't need to know. You know, it's above our pay grade. Doesn't need. To, doesn't matter. God doesn't feel the need to tell us. And then, of course, we know angels fly, so you need wings to fly. So there were two. And let me tell you why I brought this up. Because you know what that told me? That God's omniscient. God sits above time. God can never learn anything. Omniscience means perfect knowledge. So God knows your first day and your last day. God knows every choice you're going to make before you were a single cell. And what God does is comes down into our experience because we have a God who's involved with our life every day, and he works with the materials that you give him. He has a preferred will, and he has a will that he allows, because he could stop it if he wanted to. But God wills that none should perish, but some will. But he has a preferred will, and he has an allowed will. And, you know, a lot of us settle for the allowed will, the good enough. But if you understand how he made you, because you have a machine, you have a tabernacle, you have a tent, you have a dwelling thing, you have a vehicle, it's called the human body. And it works a certain way. And so what I do on this radio show is I bring science. Science. Transactional analysis, Dr. Eric Byrne. Neural linguistic programming, Dr. Milton's Erickson and Virginia Satir. Multiple intelligences, Dr. Howard Gardner. Logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel. Canine, constant, never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, all that. Emotional intelligence, people like Dr. Dr. Dan Goldman, and the Bible, Dr. Black, <laughs> right? Scripture, it's all wrapped up. If you can't prove it or uh, in the Bible or if the Bible disproves it, then move on. Get out, get out of my life forever. So God put the eyes in the front of our face because we focus in the direction of our movement and we move in the direction of our focus. I was talking earlier about the reticular activating system. It's a stem in our unconscious brain and it just affirms. It does not pick up negative programming. Your mind is six times faster than you can talk. So I can plant a seed that can germinate, that can sprout before you can stop it. Pink elephants. Don't picture the Statue of Liberty. As you listen to my voice, I want you to think about one of the most intelligent men you've ever heard before. See, it's incredible programming. The unconscious brain, all those things I said to you for a reason. And you got to understand, it's how you're made. If you can make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. The unconscious brain is the programming. 
and your unconscious brain is waiting for programming. Absent of new instructions, it will run the program in place. And most people have had a majority of their programming in place since they've been five or six years old. And then what's been added to the programming is all the trauma, all the drama, all the abandonment, all the abuse, all the discounting, all the disappointments. And now we're experiencing much grief. And now we have much depression because our self-talk has taken over. So today, I want you to clear the head. Shut off the tapes. Scratch those CDs. Break those LPs. Pull on that 8-track, because homie, don't play that. And I got a challenge for you. From this day forward, for the end of the year, 40 days. Remember, 40 days is the number of judgment. 40 is the number of judgment. Do this for 40 days. End the year this way, and then tell me at the end of the year if it mattered. Every morning when you wake up, five things you're grateful for. Five things you're focused about. I mean, five things you're excited about, five things you're grateful for. See, the RAS is like your remote control. And whatever you set it to, it sees more of. My wife and I, Val, uh, we're not planning on having kids because I have kids from a previous relationship. And so we found, wound up getting pregnant. And when Val was pregnant, she all she did was talk about babies. She saw them everywhere. She saw pregnant women everywhere. She saw babies everywhere. Now, they were always there. She never saw them. Why? Because she was never planning on having kids. She wasn't a kid person. It's a dark world. Why would you bring a kid in this world? But once she was with child, her RAS, her unconscious remote control, was focused on the baby channel. And so every time a baby, a pregnant woman, a small baby walked by, boom, her RAS picked it up. They always walked by. But she wasn't focused on me. It didn't matter her. It wasn't in her field of vision. So she never saw it. That's how the reticular activating system works. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to grab a hold of your remote because you got a world that's taking your remote. Don't touch my moat. Put that moat down. And so for the next 40 days, every morning, in a journal, get a notebook, buy one, spend $1.50. Five things you're excited about. Five things you're grateful for. Every morning, five things you're excited about. Five things you're grateful for. Start the morning before you interact with another person. Five things you're excited about. Five things you're grateful for. You're going to set your remote control. You're going to set your tuner. Because if you don't set your tuner, CNN will. If you don't set your tuner, bad traffic will. If you don't set your tuner, then this broken, fallen world will. you got to take control. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. And if you're really committed, then do the double test. Every night before you go to bed, in a different journal, have one for your morning uh, fives and one for your evening fives. Every evening before you go to bed, you get on your knees and you write out five things I'm excited about, five things I'm grateful for, and then go to bed. And then in the morning, right, you pull out the other one in the morning, five things you're excited about, five things you're grateful for. You do that for 40 days. But at least do the one. At least do the morning one because it sets your reticulate activating system in the morning. So do that. It'll make a huge difference. Then tell me about it. Email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. And go to likeitmatters.net. I promise you, get in class. Our final class of the year. And uh, J January 1, the class goes up $500. Uh, class is being raised to $24.95. Right now it's $19.95. So you save 500 bucks, and you'll have the most incredible holiday season that you can even imagine. Gobble, gobble. Ho, ho, ho. I want the best for you. I hope you do as well. 
You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.